Hi everyone, my name is Rob Moyola and welcome to the Hi Hakiki Podcast, a podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life from a person that sucks at all three. Um, you might be wondering, wow Rob, a video podcast, usually you just half-assedly, half-assedly, usually you half-heartedly, is that the word I'm looking for? Usually you just upload your podcast on YouTube with an arbitrary picture of some sort of royalty-free image and hope that that's good enough. Why record the podcast with a video? Let me tell you. Joe Rogan has has signed an exclusive deal with Spotify, which will see his podcast join the, uh, the audio platform. The Joe Rogan experience will disappear from all other platforms. The multi-year deal is, to, is believed to be worth at least $100 million. That is why. <laughs> well, I'm on episode, this would be 34, I think. And Joe Rogan is on episode maybe 1300. So, you know, just I just got to do this uh, like 15 more times and I'll be there. No, that doesn't work. If I do it 10 more times, that's 330. 30 more times, be the 900. I have to do it a lot. <laughs> so let's start with this one. Um, you might be wondering, the person who's listening to this, because it is available not only on, on YouTube, but on all audio platforms. Um, so yes, if you're listening to this on, on Spotify uh, or Apple Podcasts, um, yes, this is available on YouTube. I'm going to try and record them all um, and place them on YouTube just because why not? Uh, because why not? Um, what's been going on? Oh, the most recent podcast was with my buddies uh, Mike Rohit and Tyrone. That was a lot of fun. So thanks to them for, for having me on, for being on rather, my podcast. Um, it was cool that it was the first time they were all on a podcast and uh, you could tell, it's funny because when I watch, when I listen to myself on podcasts, I'm listening to it, I'm like, man, I fucking, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But then they get on and they're like, whoa, Rob, you're pretty good at like, you know, driving the bus and and coordinating a podcast. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's because you don't know. It's because it's, it's because I'm the first person you've ever seen do this. If this was your forty second podcast, you'd be like, Rob, what the fuck, man? Can't even say half assedly. Um, the beauty about so yeah, thanks to them. Appreciate their time. Good luck to Tyrone and his wife Danny on what will soon be the the birth of their first child, uh, which should be in the coming days. I don't know how. Left. God bless that guy. I don't know how the fuck you raise... I don't know how anyone has kids ever. And then I don't know how the fuck you're going to raise a kid during COVID. And then I don't know how the fuck you're going to raise a kid, like, in, in general. It always, So here's what gets me about being a parent and kids. It looks like the toughest job. It, it looks impossible. My sister has two kids. And it just looks impossible. But on the flip side of that, think about all the fucking idiots you know who have kids. Just people who, when they were single, 
couldn't even like figure out this water bottle like what do you do you is there a button like how like and now they're responsible for the future of four different human beings um so i go back and forth when it comes to parenting however if there is a, a person that i have faith could do it well it would be tyrone so good luck to him and and his incredible wife um as far as the other two guys michael and and rohit we started another podcast um we're still working on the name actually working on all of it um but we started to call it uh rap revisited where we listen to an album and then we review it so we recorded our first one a couple days ago uh we did 2014 forest hills drive and it was it's so it's so much fun anytime you can get on a a zoom call with anytime you can ever interact with great friends it's awesome especially a zoom call because it's from the comfort of your own home and there's no like hey yo i'm downstairs can you like my my buddies live downtown and trying to get into a condo downtown I, i swear to god i could get into the white house easier it's just buzz here buzz there yo what's the code code doesn't work can you come get me can, can I park? Yeah, you could park. You could park. You could park three blocks down, or you could you could park here. But you gotta you gotta know your multiples up to thirty four, and then they'll let you park. Like just it's always a mission. So it's nice to be able to do a Zoom call. Our computers are here. You have a drink. You sit in your favorite chair. You have a snack, perhaps, and you just get to talk. So it was great doing that. The only thing is we went on for like an hour and a half and you figured 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole, it's 13 songs, including an outro and an intro. So really it's only 11 songs and it took us an hour and a half. So what the fuck are you going to do with like Get Rich or Die Trying, which is like 22 songs. Fuck, we'll be there all day. Um, so we'll have to figure out a, a, a better format, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. People always shit on like, what's that? Uh, there's like that saying, a group of four white guys is called a podcast. <laughs> like, just, or a group of four white guys is called a startup or something like that. Um, like people just, people just talk shit about everything. But um, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun to just like sit down and, and record something. If you're going to have a Zoom conversation anyway, at least you can... You know, recorded a little bit of editing, and then it's a podcast, and you've created some content. It's a story. You've learned something. You can talk about it, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was great, and I encourage anyone else who's ever been interested in recording a podcast to to do so. You can re- you can record Zoom calls um, if that's something you wanted to do. You have to, I think you have to pay. I I do the twenty dollars a month version, just because so you, you can't have more than one person for more than 40 minutes or something like that some weird rule on the free version and i don't know if you can record on the free version uh but 20 bucks a month whatever the fuck you can use that money for anyway um yeah so that was fun i appreciate them coming on the podcast that was fun um other than that man i've just been fucking i haven't been doing a whole lot um been job hunting but hasn't really gone anywhere uh See if I have any good stories. Oh, I have a pretty good story about job hunts. So I replied, I applied at a startup, excuse me, that is out of 
that is not in Toronto, to start up in the States. And, um, you know, I did the, I applied and they emailed me, which is like, man, when you're job hunting, if you apply and someone emails you back, that is honestly all, like so close to being as good as getting the job. Just because when you're applying for jobs online, you apply to like, like a hundred a day. And uh, almost all of them don't even reply back. So just to get it, e- even a rejection, <laughs> even a rejection email is exciting. Cause it's like, oh my God, someone looked. Um, so I get an email and they say, hey, do you want to have a phone interview? I'm like, yes. Um, but I was calm and cool and collected. I'm like, oh, hmm, I might be able to fit that in my schedule. Yes, let me see my schedule. Empty, sure. So I say, yeah, I'll do it. We do a phone interview. It was more like a qualifying interview. Make sure that, you know, I'm down with working at a startup and making $3 an hour and stuff like that. Joking. Um, and then, so we do that one. Sick. Then he's like, okay, uh, you did great. I'm going to send you a homework assignment just because it's a customer service job. I'm going to send you a homework assignment and let's see what your chops are like. So he sent me the homework assignment and it was a bunch of like hypothetical scenarios. If someone said this, what would you say? If someone told you this, what would you say? All these sorts of things. I submit that week later. Uh, he goes, hey, you did a great job. We're going to do a, a Zoom call with uh, four different people on the team. It was like a three-hour call. So a week after that, it was like a three-hour call. Um, I meet with you know uh, the HR kind of guy. I meet with uh, one person that does customer service. I meet with another person that does kind of like sales. And then I meet again with the, another HR person just like brutal grueling with this fucking computer in front of my face with my headset, like trying to pretend like, oh yes, I would love to blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm trying to drink water, but not seem weird. So it was just like a lot going on. I do that interview another week later. So we're on week like three and a half at this point. He goes, hey man, everyone loved you. Uh, We're gonna have you sit down with the CEO. And by sit down, I mean Zoom call with the CEO because of COVID. I'm like, hey man, sounds great. He goes, uh, okay, here's a list of days that he's gonna be available next week, starting on Monday, ending on Friday. Um, let me know what day works for you. And knowing that this process has just taken forever, I'm like, what is the possible earliest I can speak to this human being? Because I'm so fucking sick and tired of, of this being dragged out. So that ended up being, like he emailed me on the Friday and like Monday at noon was the first one. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, just get me in front of this fucking guy so we can move this along. I meet with the CEO, great guy, smart as shit, obviously. Um, Things go well, I thought. Um, Everything goes great. That interview was two and a half. In, In one day, sorry, in a day from now, that interview will be three weeks ago. So let's just say that interview was three weeks ago. I've sent three follow-up emails and I've heard nada, I've heard nothing. I went through one interview, a two-hour homework assignment, four more interviews, one last interview, and I get ghosted. That's fine on Tinder. 
you know, ghosting happens on Tinder. Sure. People are, you know, girls, an average looking girl will get 400 messages. It's natural that she's just going to forget about you. Of course. I met with four different people. I talked to the HR guy on three different occasions. Four different occasions, sorry. Emails back and forth for over a month. And I get ghosted. Here is a message I have for that individual and any other person in HR who is unable to follow up with candidates, unable to stick to timelines, and unable to get back to people knowing full well they are unemployed and are just hoping to fuck you'll get back to them. Here is my message to all those people. Hey dude, fuck you. So that's kind of been the, you know, the highlight of my, uh, um, you know, hunting for a job was that I spent a lot of time with that, got very emotionally invested, obviously. Um, but you know, that's kind of behind me. I'm just going to assume that I didn't get the job because I don't think you would let your top candidate uh, sit in the shadows for three weeks, I would hope. And um, so we're moving on. So we're applying for more jobs. And uh, it's, it's tough because I apply for a job, for example, at Spotify. Everyone, not Spotify, Shopify. Everyone loves Shopify, great Canadian tech company. I apply for a customer service role, a remote customer service job. Fun fact about Shopify, all of their customer service agents work at home. They do not have a single call center. Smart, save money on real estate, all that. It's great, sounds like a great company. I see a customer service job. I've had 10 years of customer service experience. 10 years of professional customer service experience, plus four years of working at a grocery store, talking to customers all day. So we're getting close to 15 years of customer service experience. And considering the fact that I'm turning 30 this year, 15 years of customer service experience is pretty fucking good, I thought. I apply for the job at Shopify. I get an email back saying, hey, we love your um, experience. Uh, however, we moved on with someone else. It's worth noting that 2,500 people applied for this job. Two thousand five hundred people applied for a customer service job in Toronto. Now I'm I'm all for the COVID vaccine. I'm all for it. Let's get the vaccine. Let's get on with our lives. Absolutely. But maybe we should just let it burn through. Just let it just blow through let's let's do this we're gonna lose some people we love sure but there's a chance that there's just too many fucking people out there there's a chance and maybe this is our opportunity to kind of you know reverse reverse some of the damage we've done to this planet and just let nature let's let nature win one for once let's let nature have a victory we've been for our entire existence. Let, let's let nature say, you know what? Why don't we kind of peel things back? And then maybe only a hundred people will apply for a basic minimum wage customer service job. Maybe.
man can dream. So that's what kind of I've been working with. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm kind of just, I don't know. It's tough because you're sitting at home and you're being rewarded for sitting at home because everyone's telling you to sit at home and everyone's thanking you online, saying hashtags, stay home, stickers on the fucking Instagram and all that. So that's great. And you feel like you're doing the right thing by sitting at home and watching reruns of Entourage. But, um, you know, it gets a little annoying and I would like a job. So the hunt continues. Um, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I'm not super picky. I've got a pretty wide experience. So I think that, uh, you know, I think that we can find something. But, um, you know, it's a grind. There's a lot of competition out there. There's also a lot of people who've lost their jobs too. So it's, it's a lot. It's also worth noting that when I, when the shit went down with my old job, I got severance. But the way they calculate severance is in weeks. So let's say they, if they give you 20 weeks of severance, they put that on your record of employment, which means that you can't, you cannot get unemployment insurance, EI, until your severance runs out. However, my previous employer is not paying me for 20 weeks. They just wrote me a check and said, there you go. And for various reasons, a majority of that money is no longer with me. <laughs> Mostly because I invested in, in property. So, you know, good use. Um, however, I can't get EI because I have the severance, but I am not getting the severance. And I also can not apply for the CERB, which is pretty much the government handing out checks. However, when all the dust settles in 2021 and 2022 as a property owner and taxpayer, who the fuck's going to have to pay for it? So it'd be nice if I could have got some of that money, but just the way the logistics worked out, I didn't. Um, so not only am I staying at home, I'm also getting no, I'm not getting any of those fucking checks they're handing out or anything. So I'm literally just like, nobody even knows I'm fucking here. Like I'm just like, <laughs> just sitting, eating frozen pizza and progies and, smoothies and stuff like that so but you know it's been all right um what else have I been up to I've been working uh working out a little bit which is good I'm trying to get I'm tr finally doing my best to kind of sort of maybe become a runner it would be it'd be nice to be able to run not even a runner to be able to run a 5k and not feel like my Heart is going to jump out of my chest and do a 180. So slowly working on that, and there's just I've realized, man, there's no there's no shortcut, there's no real advice. It's just get up, put your fucking shoes on, go outside, run for ten minutes. You're gonna suck. You're gonna feel like shit. Your throat's gonna hurt. Your chest, your lungs are gonna feel like they're gonna explode. You come home, you stretch out on the foam roller in the yoga mat, you go to bed, you wake up, you put your shoes back on, you go out, you do 11 minutes. You come back, you stretch out, you get your foam roller, you eat, you recover, you go to bed, you wake up, you put your shoes on, you go out, you do 12 minutes. On and on and on. There's just no fucking shortcut. There's no. 
Yeah, you can listen to Get Rich or Die Trying. You can put on better shoes. You can get the tights so there's not so much chafing. You can, you know, you can come up with a plan where you run and then walk and then run and then walk. And, you know, then you can maybe go for a 5K walk just so the idea of a 5K isn't so daunting. You can break through that mental barrier. There's a lot of shit you can do, but there's no shortcut. You just, it, you just gotta like, it's just gotta suck. It's gotta suck and then have faith that hopefully at some point it won't suck anymore. That's it. So I, I went for two runs this week. Um, super sore now, which is a good feeling. Um, changed my workouts to be more endurance heavy. So uh, 10 by 10, 10 sets of 10 rather, 30 second rest. Um, push-ups, squats, pull-ups, uh, the, the overhead press, those ab bikes, elbows to knees type thing. Um, yeah, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. There's no, as much as I wish there was a shortcut, there's not. So doing that. Also that classic, you know, you want to gain weight, but you're also trying to improve your cardio. And those are two things that kind of butt heads sometimes. Uh, so trying to navigate that has been interesting as well. I also don't eat a lot, which is... Uh, interesting. I, my breakfasts are 100% shakes. I just finished one. It's in the sink. Um, so I'm really only eating two meals, like food, two meals a day. Um, once in a while, I'll have a snack. But um, yeah, so kind of working through that. That's been fun. Having I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls with some of my buddies from high school. Uh, we play uh, Catan, Settlers of Catan. I don't know what the fuck it is. is it Catan or Settlers of Catan or whatever. I've been playing that online. I've gotten pretty good. I'm holding my own. I won last night. Uh, it's a good feeling. Um, yeah, that's about it. With Hikiki, I've been... I don't know. It's a, it's a weird time with Hikiki. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, the classic. Do you expand your product line or do you just sell one? As much as I would love to have a wide range, I think it might be better... And I'm leaning towards this of just have one or two products or even like just the beard oil and a couple of different scents and really try and get the reviews up on Amazon and make that, I guess, more well-known. And then from there, you can release other products. One thing, I've, I watched a lot of Shark Tank with my parents over the past two, three months. Um, they were saying a lot of problems, a lot of mistakes entrepreneurs make is you go too wide too quickly um, and that's something I want to try and avoid so I've been you know uh, lately been focusing on let's just do the beard oil and let's maybe have a couple of cents and just try and sell that um, I haven't really done any ads though I just kind of put it up on Amazon um, and seeing how that goes Fulfillment by Amazon has, has really done well. As, as much as I'm hesitant to contribute to the Amazon machine, um, I think it, it, it helps entrepreneurs as, as, much as, as much as it can because the, the big problem with Hakiki especially, if you're trying to sell a physical product, which is fucking annoying, and if I ever start another business, it will not be with a physical product. It will be with a digital product. But trying to sell a physical product is the shipping is killer, dude. Just like brutal. It's expensive, it's cumbersome to organize. 
it's just a lot. So what I like about Amazon is you just ship them the beard oil and they take care of the rest. So I just I make a bunch, I ship once, and that's it. Um, and it ends out that I wait, I end up making more money because their shipping costs are, are nothing. However, one thing, if someone's on, if you're listening to this and you are using f- f- Fulfillment by Amazon, one thing you got to watch is they have what they call an F- FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon uh, fee. And that's a flat fee that doesn't change for a while in terms of how much you charge. So it's not like, it's not like if you charge $1, they'll charge, they'll, how do I say this? So I'll give you an example. It'll be easier to say this way. So if I sell a bottle of beard oil for $20, the fulfillment by Amazon fee is $5.48. But if I sell it for $30, the fulfillment by Amazon fee is the same. The only thing they change is the referral fee, but that's like maybe 15 cents for every $10 in price. So for example, if I charge $19.99 for a bottle of beard oil, Amazon takes $8.50. If I charge $24.99 for a bottle of beard oil, Amazon takes $9. So I charge an extra $5, but Amazon only takes 50 cents of that. However, if I were to charge $14.99, Amazon would still take like $8. So the $10 difference is only like an extra dollar in fees, if that. So what I've realized is that being in the $15 to $25 price range is probably the worst price range to be in. Um, So what I'm trying to figure out now is how do I get my price point up. So do you go more premium, try and pretend like you have the best beard oil on the planet and you, you're right to charge $5 more than everyone else? Do you go uh, quantity? So I do, instead of uh, 30 milliliters, I do 60 milliliters and charge an extra $10. So the customer comes out ahead, but I'm getting more money um, up front. And because, because the Amazon fee is kind of capped, or it's a, a flat fee almost, um, the amount of money I would make is way more. So if I were to sell you two bottles, 30 milliliters each, Amazon would charge me $10, which would charge me $20. But if I charge you, if I sell you one bottle for 60 milliliters, Amazon's only gonna charge me 10. So the, the amount they take is gonna be the same. So if I could sell a larger quantity, I would end up making more money. So you gotta be careful, if you're on Amazon, you gotta be careful with the flat fees um, and you gotta watch your price range. You gotta experiment a lot and see kinda how, how you fall. It would be nice to be both. It would be nice to be a premium beard oil that you can still, a premium beard oil that's 60 milliliters so I can charge you know, $35 for two, for pretty much the equivalent of two bottles. Um, maybe experiment with that. Uh, but yeah, it's a tough, it's a fucking tough racket. There's a lot of competition out there. Um, this the same with the job market. There's a lot of people applying for jobs. This fucking YouTube video is gonna be watched by three people because there's a billion YouTube videos out there. 
Um, and on Amazon, there's a lot of products on Amazon. There's a lot of beard oils on Amazon. Um, and how do you separate yourself from the others? It's, fuck, if I had that answer, I would not, I'd not be doing this fucking video for four people. I'd be, you know, selling millions of dollars of beard oil. Um, it's tough. And it's, it's tough to get your name out there. And it's also, what I'm noticing is, it's tough to stay in people's minds. Because there's so much noise, so many videos, so many pictures, uh, so much audio. Um, and then people's attention spans have gone down. But then also what they give a fuck about changes every four days. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what happened with the Amazon rainforest? Remember when you were so upset about it? Do you have any clue what's going on? What about the abortion laws in Alabama? Do you remember what happened? No, I didn't think so. But you were so upset uh, a year ago. What happened? So there's there's that too, where you know people give a fuck about something now and then they don't give a shit two minutes later. So it's uh, it's a racket there. But Hakiki continues to be my creative outlet, which I think is more important than making a lot of money or any. Um, Doing podcasts like this is, is, is important to me and, and continuing to, to publish content and having a, an outlet uh, means a lot to me. So it never feels like a waste of time because I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for this. So that that's fun. Um, what else? We're at 30 minutes, so I guess I'll wrap it up. Um, I don't really... I thought I would miss sports, but I would say my relationship with sports has been not significantly damaged but like moderately damaged here's what gets me is now now I think we can all agree how important uh, nurses and doctors and not just the medical community but other essential workers uh, people who work at grocery stores people who are delivering food, things like that, um, how fundamental they are to society and how unfundamental athletes are. And the fact that I live in Toronto and uh, a year ago, you know, maybe like a little less than a year ago, 10 months ago, we were having this crazy ass parade for the fucking Raptors and the whole city was on, on tilt seeing if Kawhi Leonard would resign and what kills me is we made out Kawhi Leonard to be and I'm not a hater I'm glad we won the title all that but we made out Kawhi Leonard to be this quiet loves basketball doesn't get involved in the business loyal to you know cares about Toronto would love to stay the whole city's on tilt thinking he's our guy every restaurant said you can eat here for free we offered to give him a car. A realtor offered to give him a free condo if he stayed. We treated him like he was this golden child and so important to our society. Which hopefully now you've realized he fucking isn't. But not only did we treat him so well, little did we know, he was in the office of one of the top 10 richest guys in the world and says, go trade your whole future for Paul George. And if you don't, I'm going to walk across the street, I'm going to sign with the Lakers and LeBron James, and you're never going to win another fucking title until I retire. And he left. And we treated him like gold. 
and we offered him free food to the restaurants that are now out of business. We're offering a guy who pulled in $40 million free food. We better have a fucking parade when all this shit is done for every doctor and every nurse and every Uber Eats driver and every person that's at a, at a grocery store hoping to fuck that the person that they're serving doesn't have COVID and every other single essential worker who's doing whatever it takes to keep this economy going and this city going. We better fucking have a parade for them. Not because if, if we have a parade for the Raptors, multi-millionaires who, as Leonard showed, couldn't give a fuck about the city, cares about winning and titles and money and doesn't give a shit about this, we better at least offer the same love to the people that are doing whatever they fucking can to keep Toronto afloat. We're writing history books. I hope that we're writing a good story. That's all I got for right now. Um, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This was awesome. I'm glad I'm doing a, a video podcast now. Uh, I think I'm going to keep this going. I'm actually, the reason I'm looking down is because I'm watching the video. So it makes more sense to look at another human being or a human being, me, than looking at the lens of a camera. Um, so that's why I keep going back and forth. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, I wanted to read some the news or something like that but you know we're already at half an hour you've probably tuned out a long time ago so <laughs> thanks so much for listening stay safe love yourself take care of yourself wash your fucking hands call uh any elders or loved ones you have tell people you love them take care of yourself meditate get a yoga mat do whatever you got to do um the, the the sunrise is coming i don't know when i don't know how but it's coming um, and we're going to be better after all this. Um, and don't forget the fucking lessons that you're learning now. Remember who's important. Think about who your heroes are. Reevaluate re who your heroes are. It's very important. Thank you. Love you. Bye.